Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson with Sports. Atlantic and Red Oaks were off for the second time in boys basketball tonight. The Tigers 7-9 won the first beating 77-72 at Atlantic on January 16th. And both teams have experienced success as of late. Red Oak has won two out of their last three games. Atlantic 5-10 enters a road game at Red Oak with two straight wins. The Trojans top both Creston and St. Albert on the road last week. For whatever reason, the boys have uh, played well on the road all year long. They that's that's where they prefer to uh, that that's where they prefer to win, I guess, which is fine with me because we got plenty of road games coming up. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep winning on the road as long as we keep doing the uh, things that have made us successful, which is. Uh, um, Locking in and getting stops when we need to, um, taking care of the rebounding and making sure we're getting uh, we're limiting teams to one shot so we can get out and get some easy stuff in transition. I thought uh, um, our transition offense was really good and uh, um, counts of bluffs on Friday night and mm-hmm. uh, our, our pick and roll our ball screen defense was really good Friday night against St Albert and that kind of um, we we shot the ball well from the three point line as well which. Um, that all kind of fueled the uh, victory there in Council Bluffs Friday night. Atlanta kid coach Dalton Franken says Red Oak can score in bunches and put a lot of pressure around the rim. He says Hunter Gilliland uh, played a big role in the Tigers' win over Atlantic in the first outing. The senior went 8 of 13 for the field and scored 30 points. Talented as any guard we have in the conference. Uh, I think he really does a great job for Red Oak in breaking down defenses and getting downhill. And he distributes the ball really well, too. So. Um, we're we're going to really have to work to keep him out of the paint. He killed us the first time we played him. And then, obviously, the, the DeFreeze mm-hmm. kid, they're kind of a, a two-headed monster. So the DeFreeze kid is as good a scorer as there is in the conference. And um, we're going to have to really identify them and know where those two are at, at are at at all times and try to make things as difficult on them as we can. DeVries added 25 for Red Oak in that first meeting between the two. Red Oak and Atlantic have similar numbers. The Tigers average 61.6 points per game. The Atlantic averages 60.9. The points in the paint, protecting the paint is going to be priority number one for us. Um, And it's easier said than done, but um, we're going to hammer that home at practice today and and get them a ton of reps at it. And uh, um, go on the road Tuesday to Red Oak and hopefully uh, get another win on the road. The two have similar numbers defensively. The Rams are giving up an average of 62.6. The Atlantic's opposition is averaging 62.4 points each game. Colton Rasmussen is tied for second in scoring in Class 3A with 430 points and is the Class 3A leader in free throws with 128. DeVries averaging 20 points per game and Gilliland is 14.8. We'll have the broadcast on 95.7 FM and audio streamed only at westerniowatoday.com. The pregame for the girls starts at 5.45, tip-off at 6 o'clock tonight. Elsewhere in boys' play last night, Clark over Creston 66-46. Winner set being Harlan 79-52. In the Western Iowa Conference, Underwood over Tri-Center 59-47. IK Manning topped Riverside 65-43. Trainer over Missouri Valley, 81-55. In the Rolling Valley Conference, Arweva 63, West Harrison 53, and Glenn Ralston 59, West Central Valley 52. Exire HK over Woodbine, 66-55. And it was North Polk 55, Ankeny Christian 34, ADM 66, Carroll 59. Pride of Iowa Conference last night, Central Decatur 44, Lennox 40. South was Valley 75, Nottoway Valley 43. And Southeast Warren, 69, East Union, 41. A couple of non-conference games, Mount Air, 73, Stanton, 70. Wayne, 68, Mormon Trail, 40. And a Panorama, 90, Martinsville, St. Mary, 64. Those are boys' scores last night. 
Girls uh, high school basketball last night. Riverside earned a big win in a game against Ikem Manning. Zach Collins has this report. The Riverside Bulldogs earned a big win last night in the game against Ikem Manning, winning 60-55. to That win put Riverside at the nine-win mark for the most wins since the 2012-2013 season, when the Bulldogs went 9-14. and This is a balanced team that has started to click together, especially in the game against Ikea Manning when they were firing on all cylinders. Each night it seems like it changes who our leading scorer is or who our second and third leading scorers are. And I'm waiting for that one game where they all click together. Um, I think it'll be a pretty special night when that happens. So, um, you know, things going well as the defense I've absolutely, and then just a few people stepping up offensively each game. This is a very young Riverside team that continues to develop down the line with the younger talent. The thing is that these girls have so much more in them with the balanced scoring of Ellie Henderson, Cindy Summers, and Sophia Taylor, who all average just seven points per game this season. Head coach Mitch Rice knows that these three are leading on the stat sheet, but just about any girl can lead the Bulldogs on the night. I mean, and that's that's pretty much what it's been. We've been been young almost since I, I took over. You know, we struggled to have upperclassmen stick it out and, and fight through, and the couple that have this year have been great for us, you know, and, and really helping them see the future of what we're going to be doing and not only the rest of this year but going forward um you know but the points per game has been you know we don't put a lot of emphasis on it because we knew coming in we really truly felt we had 10 different girls could lead us in scoring uh, at any given night um and i think we've had seven or eight of those do that you know so yeah those those three girls are kind of leading us in scoring but if you go through it look we're pretty balanced all the way down one thing that riverside still looks to eliminate is the turnovers in games this season the bulldogs are currently averaging 21 and a half turnovers night in and night out and the only way to eliminate that is to gain more experience with the younger talent and get them the basketball in tight games. First, it was a learning curve, and we still are, are kind of there with the speed of the game at times uh, with our turnovers. Um, you know, but it gets better in spurts, and, and when it does get better, we, we finish and we follow suit. You know, the last two groups have come in, our freshmen and sophomores have come in ready to be able to contribute with some great, uh, some great community youth coaching that's been going on with them, and we're really, really excited to, to see that continue to grow as they progress through our, our program. Um, but I think it's it's just you know you you get through the the tweaks of the earliness and the speeding up the game and then you got to get through the, them used to playing three games a week or four games a week when they're young players they're not used to those types of things today the bulldogs will be taking on the number 15 trainer cardinals who are on a two-game winning streak with their last loss coming against tri center the cardinals are led by nora Kuntz, who has averaged 12 and a half points and four rebounds per game this season riverside is preparing to heavily focus on their defense to be able to stop the high-caliber offense of the Cardinals, who just averaged 52.4 points per game this season. The one thing that you, you have to do to play defense is you have to have heart. The quote of movie off the replacements, Jimmy McGinty, you know, you have to have miles and miles of heart to come back and get it done. And I, I'm really impressed with, it doesn't it doesn't matter who it is. Like I said, we have, we have 10 girls that we play regularly. When we're in there and we're playing defense, they understand their assignment. And I think we've gotten a, a lot better at just understanding the off-ball stuff, but 
they understand it because they put the effort in because they cared enough to do it. So it's it's not only what they're doing at, during the games, it's how they're practicing it. It's how the, the film that they're watching, um, it's all a credit to those girls and their heart and wanting to have that, that uh, defensive side of the ball to be so good. Riverside hosts Trainer tonight with a boys and girls doubleheader on KSOM 96.5 FM and streaming live on Western Iowa Today TV with myself, Zach Collins, and also Wes on the call. The pregame show starts at 5.45 p.m. I'm Zach Callens reporting. Elsewhere in girls basketball, it was trainer over Missouri Valley 65-20 and Underwood beat Tri-Center 46-33. Clark over Creston in girls play 80-52 Harlan. Down to winners at 38-34, St. Albert 65, Abraham Lincoln 56, Kemper 61, Grandview Christian 37, Shenandoah 69, TJ 57. Rolling Valley Conference, Cam 72, Earlham 45, West Central Valley 42, Glen Ralston 23, West Harrison 58, Arweva 26, Exiron HK 66, Woodbine 53. Raccoon River Conference, Carroll 48, ADM 39, North Polk 52, Dyke New Hartford 48. Pride of Iowa Conference, Nottoway Valley 67, Southwest Valley 29, Stanton 56, Mount Air 52, Wayne 47, Mormon Trail 37, Southeast Warren 47, East Union 30, Lennox 58, Central Decatur 40, Panorama 54, Martinsdale St. Mary's 42. Well, Nottoway Valley is taking the long haul to win it all in the regional duels. Zach Collins has this report. Nottoway Valley has been at a constant pace with tournament after tournament this season. Notably, the Wolverines wrestled in the Charger Invitational on Saturday with a small crew that hit the mats due to minor injuries and sickness spreading throughout the team. Regardless of the numbers, Nottoway Valley featured two top wrestlers, Ashton Huddled and Trent Warner. Uh, the guys that wrestled, wrestled really well. Uh, both Trent and Ashton were able to come away with championships um, in brackets that were filled with some state-ranked guys. Both of them you know, did it in workmanlike fashion. A couple of pins for each of them. Uh, Trent got another win over, um, you know, our, our familiar foe and Peyton Jacoby from ACGC. That's always a great match between those two. I mean, Ashton Honnold, you know, like, had a couple wins. Um, you know, like I said, Tate Deerking was in that bracket. He's a state-rated kid. We didn't get to see him, but uh, Henry Lund, HST, we got to see him for the second time. We had a nice win there over over him. So, yeah, both those guys did really well, as well as Charles Rudolph, who came away with a, you know, sixth-place finish for the tournament. So, the Wolverines have a long trip over to Gilbertville to compete in the regional duels against MFL Marmac in the opening round. With a healthy and fresh squad, head coach Brad Hunnold is excited for a chance to upset a good MFL Marmac team. Um, we kind of thought from the team aspect, we wanted to really be ready to go in that we have a long trip to Gilbertville that we've got to take. Um, so we rested those guys. Um, I think they're I talked with all of them this morning. I think they're all going to be ready to go. Um, and we're excited about that opportunity to go up there and, and compete, uh, you know, against uh, what we feel is an equally matched squad in MFL Marmac. Um, I think that's going to be a heck of a fun duel. And, and kind of our goal and, and, and whatnot is if we can get by that one, um, you know, that's kind of the next step in our program. And then we, we're going to let it fly against the uh, one of the more storied programs in, in the state and Don Bosco. And, you know, I mean, we're the very big underdog if we can get to that duel but you know what do you got to lose in those situations and and again it's kind of just the next stepping stone for our program right now mfl marmag features gavin kishman at 138 who's 20 and 9 tristan Cohn at 165 who's 31 and 4 and will house at 285 who's 29 and 6 who've all been successful this season not away valley has the weapons to compete 
against some of the top wrestlers and will give them a run for their money. On MFL, they, they're a team that's very similar to us. You know, they've got two or three kids that are, are really kind of the, the backbone of their team. Um, then they got another, you know, six or seven um, that, that are really, you know, just pretty that, you know, those 20 to 25 win guys. And, and then they maybe have a couple holes in their lineup. So um, I really like the way we match up with them. A lot of it's going to come down to if, if we can get guys the right weights. But l- like I said, we, we have a good, a pretty decent matchup at 215. Their kid's not too shabby. They're pretty decent at heavyweight. Um, and we really like like our chances at those weights. You know, if their good kids are there and our good kids are there, um, we we kind of like like those matchups because we feel like our our good kids or our top kids are are maybe a step ahead of other teams' top kids. So, with almost a three hour drive to Gilbertville, the Wolverines will be taking a pit stop along the way at Roland Story. This will have to get the guys loose and prepare to hit the mats hard in Gilbertville. Well, you know, I've, I've been around the sport of wrestling a long time, and, and there's the ben- there's a lot of benefits you got when you do that. And I feel like we've got some great uh, administrators and athletic director here at, at uh, Nottoway Valley. And so as soon as we knew we were go- where we were going and that we were in, um, we got to work right away. Um, and we were able to contact uh, Coach Johnson at Roland Story and the, and their athletic department there. They've been gracious enough to allow us to come in um, to break the drive up. We're going to, that's about an hour and 40 minute drive to Roland's Just Story City. We're going to go there, um, use their facilities, get a nice little workout in just to get the guys out of the car and, and then shower up, get back in the car, and it'll give us about an hour and 15 minute, hour and a half drive to Gilbertville. Nottoway Valley takes on MFL Marmac in the opening round today, and the winner will hit the mats against number two Don Bosco in the regional final following afterwards. I'm Zach Callens reporting. Elsewhere in a Class 1A regional duel of matchups, it will be Logan Magnolia taking on Shenandoah. That's at Hinton tonight. The winner will take on Hinton for the regional finals. Also coming up in a Class 2A and Riverside will take on Wapsie Valley in the regional semifinals. The winner will take on West Hancock in the regional final. Taking a look at the class of two-way matchups uh, coming up here tonight. Creston will be the host site. They draw by in the first round. They'll take on either Carroll or Winterset. And also Glenwood will take on Webster City. Winner will take on Sergeant Bluff-Luton. More sports on the web at westerniowatoday.com.